great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Again, a programming note coming up at 4 p.m. today and 4 p.m. on Friday. You can join me live on WABC. I will be in for James Golden. So we hear you folks uh, in terms of saying that you want more time for me so that we have more time to talk to each other, so that we have more time to take your questions. And uh, that is exactly what is happening. So on the 4 p.m. show uh, a few hours ago, I did not get time to really zero in on what I have consistently said to you folks, and that is the Republican nomination belongs to Donald Trump. There is no other way to put it. Some of you will play up Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and I will acknowledge, as I say in my podcast this week, City Hall, DeSantis is red hot. He's red hot, but he's no Donald Trump, and he won't beat Donald Trump. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And remember my prediction. Remember my prediction. If we are headed for a rematch, Trump-Biden, it won't end the same way it did the last time. It will end with Trump going back to the White House. Now, I didn't say it it wouldn't possibly be close, but at the end of the day, if it's Trump versus Biden on the Democratic side, it will be Trump. So after a shaky start to his presidential campaign, it appears Trump has found his footing, if you will, over the last month. So that's one issue we will deal with. We have been talking uh, for the last two nights about uh, food insecurity and the cutting of uh, of food stamps, uh, extra funds that were available due to COVID. Well, now it turns out in a report from State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli that about 10%, 10% of New York households experience food insecurity between 2019 and 2021. That's according to Mr. DiNapoli. And the numbers, the stats, they mirror, if you will, the national average as it relates to that. So uh, I also, as I've told you folks before, I pay very close attention to every single email that I receive from you, our listeners. I can't respond to all of them, but I pay attention to each and every one. And so this evening, Sherry Stein, retired NYPD, uh, Sherry often rings the alarm bell for me, if you will. And she sent me a story, and it's something that should not happen. This shouldn't happen. And by the way, folks, I'm looking at your calls coming in right now. I'm going to begin with Teddy and Yonkers in just a second. He says Trump will not get the nomination. But. Something controversial was going on with the NYPD. And from education to law enforcement, we should not be lowering standards. That's not a good look. It's not a good idea. But it is exactly what is happening. So the NYPD is lowering its fitness standard by scrapping the timed 1.5-mile run for new recruits. The NYPD, again, lowering its requirement for police recruits. That is the timed 
1.5 mile run in the police academy. Now, apparently, according to published reports, the chief of the uh, academy, Juanita Holmes, and the police commissioner, Keyshawn Sewell, uh, uh, butted heads on this issue, and uh, Mayor Adams had to settle this. And so this is, again, reducing the standards of the NYPD amid a record wave of retirements. And the department, just like every other police department across the country, has also had trouble recruiting new cops, many of whom can find better paying jobs on Long Island or elsewhere in the country. And something I found interesting out of uh, out of uh, Los Angeles, what the wealthy are doing, and I wish all of us could afford to do this. I think it's a wonderful idea. The wealthy in Los Angeles, things are so bad with our progressive friends and, and their politics that they are spending up to $150,000 to purchase guard dogs for their homes. And so the, the question becomes, would you do it for your family? If I could afford it, I would definitely do it for mine so that if a burglar attempted to come in, boy, would there be a nice little surprise waiting for him or her a highly trained canine dog doing what the dogs do. I say bravo. It's a wonderful idea. It's a sign of the times. And at least until until Biden is gone from the White House, it's something that that I see as a necessity. And if you can afford it, the the drugstores are doing it now with the canine units. If you can afford it, like many of these wealthy families in, in Los Angeles, bravo, go for it. We are going to open up the telephone lines, and I'm going to focus on the Trump polls, four of them. I'm going to break down the numbers in just a second. I didn't get a chance to do it at 4 o'clock today, but but rather I should say yesterday. But I do want to start with the telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. If you want to reach me via Twitter, you can do so at Dominic TV, Instagram and Facebook, Dominic Carter uh, TV, Dominic Carter TV on Instagram and Facebook. So I mentioned Teddy, and we see your telephone calls coming in, folks. So before I break down the polls, let's hear the argument from Teddy on why Trump will not get the nomination. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'm going to come right to the point for your listening audience, Phil and Norm and BJ, especially, and Dominic, because I know they listen. He will not get the nomination. Paul Ryan said two days ago that if he gets the nomination, he will not be at the Republican convention. He will okay, not. So, 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 Teddy, so, okay, so, so, Paul Ryan, wait, wait, wait. So Paul Ryan, wait, Teddy, Paul Ryan, who is no longer speaker, okay, it's his opinion that he won't get the nomination. And? You always said respond to me. It's his opinion. Dominic, you always respond to me. It's his opinion. I heard the other day the leader of the, and he's a Republican, he was the leader of the investigation of January 6th, and he said, Contrary to what you said, that Trump should be charged for January 6th, and he was the lead investigator and a Republican. Okay, Dominic? And he said, and Dominic, he's a lawyer. And okay, he uh, ooh, 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 he's a lawyer. He's a, Teddy, Teddy, do you know how many lawyers I know? that privately ask me for my advice or my professional opinion or or my take on politics? Do you know how many major lawyers that you read about in the newspaper that talk to me constantly about, Dominic, we know what you're talking about. What's your take on this? I'm trying to formulate my opinion. So because a person is a lawyer, and this is not a knock-on lawyer, does that mean they have more knowledge than anybody else, Teddy? Well, in the field of law, I think they do. 
But we're not talking oh, about yeah, the field kid. of law. But Teddy, 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 That's... even it, Teddy, even in the field of law, let let's let's look at it from the uh, domain where you're approaching this. Lawyers make cases. Ultimately, is it is it is it lawyers that convict people? Who who decides whether a person is convicted or acquitted? Who makes that decision generally? The jury. Right, not the lawyers. But the law. I understand that, but the lawyers, if they're top lawyers, they'll convince the jury, right? That's why you had F. Maybe. Bailey. Maybe. That's why you had the top lawyers. Maybe. So, so, okay, so, Teddy, before I move on, because we have a lot of calls, before I move on, so all four of these polls are wrong, major polls that I'm about to break down. All four of them are wrong, correct, in your opinion? I'll take you out for breakfast if he wins the nomination. Okay, I like that, Teddy. Fair enough. Fair enough. If he wins the nomination, and I'm looking forward to it, and, and I'm not a cheap date, Teddy, so if he wins the nomination, deal. And and if he doesn't win the nomination, I'll take you out to breakfast. Fair okay. enough? That's fair. Very okay. fair. I appreciate talking to you. You give me the opportunity to voice my opinion. And tell BJ, him and Norm or Tom and Jerry, if Stan and I are itchy and snitchy, okay? Well, thank you for the call. I, I see all the calls from Philly to Manhattan, Astoria, Brooklyn, Orange County. But, but but before I'm remiss again and don't break down the actual polls, here here's what the polling uh, is indicating. So a new Emerson poll finds Trump with a 30-point lead against DeSantis, up from a 26-point lead uh, over DeSantis uh, in in their January survey, so Trump wins a whopping seventy two percent among Republicans with a uh, high school degree or less. Now the uh, Emerson poll also finds that Trump is leading Biden forty six to forty two. DeSantis trails Biden forty four to forty. A Yahoo News YouGov poll has Trump opening up an eight-point lead on DeSantis, 47 to 39, uh, after DeSantis led the former president by four in the, uh, in the poll at the beginning of February. So a GOP polling firm, uh, Echelon Insights, finds Trump leading DeSantis by 15 points on a national uh, ballot test last uh, last month the pollster found trump only leading desantis by two percentage points and the fox news fox news first presidential primary poll testing the gop presidential ballot finds trump leading desantis by 15 points 43 to 28 percent Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let, let's switch gears for a second. We'll come back to uh, to uh, Trump. Let's go to Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, it's interesting. Oh, you're not a cheap date. I love that. <laughs> um, lobster tails tail are surf and turf. <laughs> um, uh, the, the lobster tails. Me, I'm with you, man. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, I thought that idea of a guard dog was great. I proposed it to my brother a long time ago. I mean, he's gone now quite a while. But his house up in Westchester, that's what I suggested. He shot me down. He said they'll put poison inside the meat and throw it over the fence. So he went with an electrified fence. And... I, that means I, I went there and I couldn't play with any dog, because I really wanted well, to play. I wanted to play with the dog. <laughs> well, I so so you had your own interest and agenda right. on this, uh, Loretta. Uh, my thing, my thing is this: um, the day of coddling uh, these criminals should be over. They're certainly over in my mind, and I just think what a lovely surprise if you break into someone's home. 
that uh, the as a little boy, I, I had a German Shepherd, and of course he was named Lassie. And I, I don't remember what happened to Lassie, but Lassie was almost bigger than me. And I'd say, I'd say, what a wonderful surprise if someone is going to break into your home. Anyone that's had a dog knows that the dog will do anything to protect its master and and family members. And so if you're going to endanger, endanger someone's family, then why not? Why, let's, why, why, why shouldn't we even the score a little bit uh, against these criminals? The criminals have the, these left-wing politicians on their side. Why shouldn't we uh, even the score? Loretta, before I move on, if you could afford to uh, have a uh, uh, one of these uh, high-paid uh, dogs, canine dogs in your home, would you do it? Absolutely, um, because they're not on duty all the time, and they're your baby. And they're your baby, and yes, they are. Yeah, yes, they, yes, they are. Yes, they are. You know what, Loretta? I, I thank you for the call because you just hit it on the head there. Thank you, and you have a, uh, a lovely morning. We're also dealing with the issue of, uh, ten percent, ten percent of New York households, and of course, this applies to the tri-state area, or wherever you're listening to me from right now. Ten percent, at least in this case of New York households, according to the state comptroller, Tom DiNapoli, are experiencing food insecurity, food insecurity. Let's go to George in Manhattan. Good morning, George. What's on your mind? Hi. George, are uh, you with me? Dom. Hi, Dom. Yes. Thank you for Hi, taking George. the call and uh, everything else. Listen, regarding, you mentioned the food stamps business a little while ago. Now, yes. here's the problem. It's a lot more than 10%, and then uh, what they're doing actually is, for example, even senior citizens who are paying as much as 80%, 90% of their income towards uh, rent, you know, for accommodation. Uh, okay, wait, wait, George, one, one more time. George, stamps. George, one more time because I didn't hear you. You said okay. eight, senior citizens are paying 80 to 90% of their income just to live for their rent? Some of them are, and then in lieu of uh, food, etc., and miscellaneous costs, they're uh, supposed to get a little more food stamps than the usual amounts. However, uh, the those who, the average normal people, you know, uh, who were receiving 192 per month, uh, their uh, food stamp uh, amount would come down drastically to 120. Uh, I'm sorry, to 23 dollars in order to partly defray the costs of accommodating illegal migrants in expensive Wait, okay, wait, 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 George, George, George. I, I don't like dealing with information that's not factual. So you, I find it, wait, wait, time. wait, George, I find it very hard to believe that some senior citizens are only receiving $20, $23 a month, quoting you, and food stamps. From 192, it's gone down to 23 in many instances. As no, far that as that cannot be possible. That cannot, George. The cut, the cut for the uh, for the uh, coronavirus, the bump was 95 dollars a month. So you just said it's gone down from I think you said 180 to 23. Where, where are you right. getting this from? Okay, this is from the New York Times, and this applies to standard food stamp recipients, nothing to do with the uh, uh, COVID. The, uh, because so, so George, George, wait, George, please, I, I've got to take a break. But one more time. So you're telling me, because the moment I'm done with the show this morning, I'm going to go look myself. You're telling me, I like to deal in fact. You're telling me that some people's, uh, uh, some people, their food stamps are going from $185 a month down to 23 a month? And you're telling me your source for this is the New York Times. Those who qualify for the minimum benefit under the standard income guidelines, many of whom are older Americans relying on Social Security, will see the steepest decrease from 192 in monthly benefits to only 23, according to Ms. Vollinger, V-O-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. So if you type Ms. Vollinger, uh, uh, Ms. Vollinger, M-S, P, 
period. We who is who is Miss Bollinger? And, is is she a reporter, a columnist for the Times? I have no point of reference who this woman is. You're you're quoting. Well, I'm reading from that particular uh, uh, segment of the New York Times, and all you have to do is type uh, in the search box Volinger uh, uh, and NYT, Volinger okay. and uh, whatever else, and you'll get the uh, information uh, uh, quite uh, elaborately, which okay. is a long article in the New York Times regarding end of extra food stamps benefits. Okay, I, I can promise you this, George, and thank you for the call. The moment that I get off the air at 1 a.m., I will be punching up the New York Times article to see. And, and if you're correct, I promise you, the 4 p.m. show uh, and, and possibly midnight tomorrow, I will focus on this again. But I find that very, very hard to believe. Now, remember, there are differences. There are reporters. There are columnists. And, and, and generally, generally you, you can believe, for the most part, what the reporters say, but columnists are paid to give their opinions. So I will take a look, George. I thank you uh, for that call. I've got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I see our friend Jennifer from Boston was there, but her calls just disappeared. But when we come back, we will continue with your calls. And again, the issue of the NYPD, the NYPD lowering fitness standards by getting by moving away from by scrapping a timed 1.5 mile run for new recruits the move is aimed apparently to bring more women on the job and i see jennifer is there in boston we're going to take this break we are going to come back when we do so we're going to go to jennifer in boston robert in philadelphia astoria brooklyn and queens Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are back. When someone is right, they are correct, and you have to point it out. We have just checked the New York Times, and George, with his telephone call, was 100% accurate, except to this degree. The cut is even worse for food stamps for senior citizens than what he quoted. I did not believe it. I stand corrected. I was wrong. I didn't believe the figure that he tossed out at me. According to the New York Times, senior citizens that were receiving, and this is incredible in a negative way, that were receiving $281 a month in food stamps, their drastic reduction, as George said, will go down to $23 a month. George, I apologize. Being totally candid, I did not believe the stats that you just tossed at me, but you were correct. And it's even worse than what you said. And so political leaders say cut. My response is migrants. They say cut, can't afford. My rebuttal is, but you can afford when it comes to the uh, migrants. Let's go to Jennifer, our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, Thank you, as always, for hearing me. And um I appreciate you speaking on this subject. And George, God love him, he was right. And I'll tell you, I have a close family member who is getting um, $16 a month in food stamps, okay? Worked hard her whole life, paid her bills, taxes, did everything right, doesn't have an ounce of debt, but she's barely making it because at a young age, she got diagnosed with heart failure in addition to blood disease, lots of other things, Dominic. Her, her health just spiraled. And uh, but she still every day tries to do something good to be kind. You know, she's a very decent person and sixteen dollars a month. So she, I, I try and get things. I, I lie and say, oh, I got buy one, get one free, this and that, because she doesn't want to take anything from anyone. She doesn't want to go to a food pantry. And yet I looked up today because I knew that her extended benefits were going to be running out in my state. And I looked it up and our new governor, um, is putting in, I believe it was $130 million that um, they're going to be putting toward uh, three meals a day for kids in school and um, uh, 1,100 housing units at least for the new 
influx of migrants, as they like to call them, also known as illegal aliens. When I know so many people that are struggling, I've told you before, my own mother doesn't want to buy coffee anymore because our property taxes and everything have gone up so high. This is a crazy hard time for a lot of people. And we have commercials that play that uh, children, six out of um, six out of ten children in America are struggling with hunger. Well, if that's the case, why are we taking other countries' kids if we're not taking care of our own? It's it's just gut wrenching, Dominic. We're, the world's turned upside down. It really has. Jennifer, you know? I'm 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 uh, I'm sitting here patiently listening to you because you said I want to make sure I got this right. You said $16 a month in food stamps, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. 16. And this is a person who did everything right, Dominic, was a caregiver, you know. Um, I just can't even tell you the hurt that I see around me in my community. I have a friend whose daughter has Down syndrome. The government is coming after her because they want money back from her for the Social Security her, her Down syndrome daughter got because her and her husband are divorced and Somehow the daughter shouldn't have gotten that much. If the parents were living in the same house, she should, but not if they're divorced. It's this whole screwed up thing. You, you'd be amazed the way they'll screw an American citizen, part of my language, and the but, way that Americans are suffering. But these illegals that saunter their behind across our border, get it all handed to them. I don't get a free phone, do you? No, I'm going to I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to to what you just said in one second. But what's going through my mind, Jennifer, is that, you know, I know everybody listening to us knows that as we speak right now. By. Some of these migrants, by many of these migrants, babies are being made right now as taxpayers are paying everything for these migrants And they are scheming for their future for the next 40, 50 years where American taxpayers will pick up the tab. And you're telling me, Jennifer, and I'm going to ask you to comment one last time before I move on. So this person you know that's done everything right uh, with her life, the last time I checked, if it's a sale going on at the supermarket, you might be able to purchase a single steak, might if it's on sale for $16 and you're telling me that's her total amount monthly that she's now going to receive. Correct. Absolutely correct. And I'll tell you this, there are things like she doesn't get help. She needs $90 a month just for her, um, her, her uh, fish oil, which is for keep her blood thin. She's on a statin too. Like I said, she has heart failure, but she needs that because it keeps her blood thin and it is anti-inflammatory. It's good for the vessels in her heart. But you know what? Who helps her? Who cares? I guarantee you, if there was if, if these illegal stomachs, do you know when they when they have a baby in one of our hospitals, you have to give them a car seat to bring the I, w- I was watching the hearings at the border the other day. The hospitals have to provide them with the car seat. I mean, come on. I'm just so done with it, Dominic. It breaks my heart to see people I know hurting, really hurting. And these are just people. I I live in a pretty affluent area, but these are people who weren't rich to begin with. They just were middle, sort of middle class, I guess, you know, but things were okay. And now if you get older and you're not working or you get sick, forget it. You know what? I have two blind friends here in Boston. One of them has been suicidal numerous times because he, it's just bad, Dominic. It's bad. I'm sorry I'm getting upset. Thank you for hearing me. And that's why my heart went out to, and I'll tell you, that friend of mine, that well, she's not a friend, she's a family member that um, is hurting so bad. She, she gave $100 to David in the Bronx because her heart so felt for him and how he's been failed. So I just want to say that. Thank you very much for hearing me. You're, you're a kind soul and a gentleman. Well, Jennifer, thank you. And, um, I you know I I I can't do this for every caller but but I as far as I think you said she's a family friend let me let me sit on this for uh for for 24 hours and uh, we we've got to figure out a way to try and help her it, it, it this is outrageous it it is it is uh <clears throat> excuse me it, it it is unbelievable Jennifer we we thank you uh for your call let's go to Joe Joe in Westchester. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. 
Um, in regards to that woman in, and her friend that's only getting $16, a friend of mine that was from Germany came in. That is like the prerequisite they give you if you don't apply correctly. Uh, in other words, that's everybody gets $16 if they don't apply correctly. Then they have to reapply and put more of their information in, and then they'll get the full amount. So my friend from Germany got $16. That is the amount they originally give someone when they're not completely sure of what they're doing. If they do it right, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll get the full amount. So you're telling me, Joe, that uh, the system, the way it's set up, is that that's an initial uh, payment if you've done something uh, not correctly on the, on the paperwork, but but it'll and I and when I say paperwork, I'm, I don't even know if it's done by computer these days. But you're saying that once that information is corrected, the amount goes up. That's correct, because I did help my friend out. And the first thing she got was sixteen dollars. And actually, another family member of mine got sixteen dollars also. And I had a question that at the time and that was like a couple of years ago and that then i called up social services for them and i said what's going on here and they said well this is what we give if you don't put down the right information whether she was getting all that uh medical stuff or whatever has nothing to do with it i'm almost positive um that's exactly what's going on because that's the number they use 16 dollars if people don't know what's going on they don't care they're happy to give you $16, but if you go back and say, what did I do wrong? I must have made a mistake because a couple of years back, a family member of mine got it, $16, and she questioned the social services department. They came back and said, if you know what you're doing, it's almost like getting a grant from the government, because if you don't know what you're doing to get a grant or how you can get a grant, because the, the, the country gives grants away. Okay, but if you don't know how to do it, you're not going to get it. So that's where the problem's coming in. This number 16 is a number they originally give people for SNAP and whatever. And that's the original they give you if you didn't put it down correctly. Fair enough, Joe. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Orange County. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Karen in Orange County. Karen, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, hi, Dominic. Uh, I can't uh, have an opinion on what the previous caller just said, uh, other than my own experience. Uh, I was receiving SNAP benefits uh, for about three or four years. I'm 79 right now, and uh, as of the last day of February, I went from uh, two payments a month. Mid-month was the COVID payment of 235, and then the, and the fifth of every month, which was the normal SNAP payment, I received $23. Well, as of February 28th, a couple days ago, I lost everything except $23, and that's because the governor stopped. Uh, or maybe it was the feds, I don't know who did it, but they stopped the mid-month COVID payment, which was okay, never wait, wait, explained. Karen, that, that's true. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but, but wait, I, want, I, I want to focus on the numbers one more time. So you said okay. from you went from how much down to how much again? I went from two payments, which was never explained why it happened. It was when New York State had an influx of so-called COVID payments for certain benefits, and they switched my uh, regular SNAP payment, which which is done on the fifth of the month, uh, from two thirty five down to twenty three dollars, and then they made up the two thirty five by the fifteenth uh, or sixteenth of the month, which is called the COVID payment. Well, that stopped as of the last day of February here in New York State. And uh, I am now down to $23. I do not receive the 235 I did nothing wrong with my applications. Uh, I didn't have to recertify nothing. There is something very funny going on 
with what they did originally, which was take the large amount of my of, of the first payment, the regular SNAP payment, and put it put it to the middle of the month under the umbrella of a COVID payment, COVID benefit. Uh, something very strange, and it, it's like right now I'm trying to fight it, but I'm looking at twenty three dollars as of March fifth. So on March fifth, that's how much you will receive twenty three dollars. Yes. So how are you going to make it, Karen? I don't know, because I'll tell you something. When they did that switch to mid-month, and I had to make it from the 5th to the middle of, of every month for the 235, I'm telling you there were many days where I just didn't have any food. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I've called uh, social services and gone through uh, fire hoops with them to explain it. Uh, They don't have any explanation other than the fact that the COVID benefit has stopped. There's no more money. So So when when you said there's no more money, I I paused because I'm I'm saying to myself that there's money for the migrants. So when you said... When you said there were days that you didn't have any food, I, I want you to elaborate on that. I mean, did, did you have a, a, a toast with, with your coffee and, and then maybe toast? What, what, on those days when you didn't have any money, what did that define exactly what that meant? Well, in other words, I, it, there was no milk. I, I would have tea. I, if I had crackers, I would have crackers. And if I had peanut butter, I would have that. But when I say that you go down to, it's very scary because I uh, was a a, uh, good worker. I had a high income when I was working uh, all those years, paid my dues. uh, And the Social Security is the, uh, and this all happened because of health problems. Uh, the Social Security is what I exist on, and it is really tough. So uh, when when people talk about what these changes have done to them, they're not kidding. Uh, so it, is, it is incredibly it, it, scary. It, it, you said, did you say, what, what did you say your age was? Did you tell me your age one more time? 79. So that's what I thought you said, 79. So you're telling me. I just want to make sure I got the facts right. Yeah. That that a 79-year-old woman in Orange County that did everything right, paid her bills, paid her taxes, paid for her Social Security, and you're telling me that on some days uh, with your SNAP benefits that a 79-year-old woman is reduced to eating peanut butter? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I mean, to survive until that... Uh, in in the case of the last few years, to that mid-month um, amount came in. Now, uh, when it was normal SNAP and it just, you know, it went through its paces and you got your SNAP benefit on the fifth of every month, uh, it, for whatever reason, uh, it was it, it was doable. I don't. I mean, it, it was it was tight, but you did it. Uh, for, uh, when they when they switched it. And you see, I, I questioned, and I questioned all along, why did they switch a normal SNAP uh, uh, you know, benefit to mid-month and call it COVID? And then which gave them the benefit now of being able to screw around with this money and say, oh, there's no more COVID benefits being given out and distributed. Karen, well, I, mean, I, why I am... Is that? I, I, I don't know the answer. I'm I'm not a uh, an expert in that area, but I am so sorry that that you are going through this. It is heartbreaking to to hear your story, and and part of me is really pissed off at at listening uh, to to your account, and um, I'm so pissed off that I I need to take a break. 
to to regroup here, and we we see all the calls, and um, we're going to get to them. But I I need to take a break and uh, get myself back together. We'll be right back with the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. You heard this story during uh, news headlines with Alex Barnard. And, um, you know, it, it happens all the time. A homeless man slashed a woman in Midtown. Wednesday, police and witnesses say he cut her twice on the uh, shoulder with a sharp object. The attacker approached the 61-year-old victim near West 57th Street, just a block south of Columbus Circle. And one witness who works in a nearby restaurant said it was a deranged homeless guy. He cut her. Her shoulder and arm was all bloody. Medics took the uh, woman to Mount Sinai West, where she is expected to recover. And the man who witnessed the attack said sarcastically, I guess to himself, welcome to New York. We are taking your telephone calls this morning uh, as it relates to a number of issues. But with I'm looking at our queue here. Many of you want to comment on the SNAP situation, the SNAP benefits being cut uh, effective uh, yesterday, March 1st, the the surplus uh, payment. So I'm looking at my Twitter, and Jim, Jim says that he's sick of people getting free handouts, make them work. He says, I am a senior citizen and get zero. Should I feel sorry for the ones cut back? Well, I I, I think that, um, that I, I'm not a bleeding heart liberal, but to people that are vulnerable, the caller we just had, 79 years old, and all she has is her Social Security payment. And Americans shouldn't be treated like this. Treat those migrants like that. Do the budget cuts when it comes to the migrants. You've got to be out of your mind. And I'm trying to restrain myself. You have got to be out of your mind to give these migrants everything. And I just listened to a 79-year-old woman tell me that on some days she has to eat peanut butter. I thought those days of seniors eating cat food was over. I I had hoped and prayed that those days were over. But I just listened on live radio to a 79-year-old woman tell me that when things got got bad, she had to eat peanut butter. I just listened to Jennifer in Boston tell me about a, a, a family friend that has done everything right and has donated money to others, and and she's barely making it, and she's back to getting $16 a month, $16 a month in terms of food stamps. For that, you might as well not even send it. Let's go to Audrey, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, um, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Two things. Today makes my one-year anniversary. I've been listening to this radio station. You guys are crazy, but I love listening, especially your show. Great. And number two, I hope I didn't offend you because I really was just joking about when I said you should try it. But I, I like to laugh and I like to smile, but I'm not that type of person. And, you know, no one's mentioning the fact that we got an 8.75% Social Security increase, the largest ever. Now, I can see the, 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 the stories are touching, but what about the work that you've done? Like, you don't get a pension? I didn't know anything about pensions until I hit age 40. Then I got serious about it and started working towards that. So why is it that it's such a problem when you had the opportunity, no matter what you did, you had to work? So I don't get it. I mean, well, well, Audrey, the the, the I'm comment. Not, I'm going to finish soon, but then okay. it's turned around that somebody it's always somebody else's fault, and I, I hope they turned it back around. But they already told us we wasn't going to get it, and I wish that people that don't need it would give it away because there are people that's getting it. But the families and the and, and the elders, I'm 70, and if I could get food stamps, I would give it away because I don't I don't really need it, but I can apply for it and I can get it, you know. And my heart is bleeding for them, but it's got to be something else, something else. So, okay, uh, okay. So, so Audrey, uh, one, uh, the comment that you made about the joke about a, a, a smoking a blunt, 
I didn't take that seriously. First, I couldn't understand what you were saying. And so there have been times when people will say, well, you didn't respond to what I said. And sometimes I didn't respond to what a person may have said because I couldn't completely hear what the person said. And so that's why I asked you to repeat it. I didn't take that seriously at all. There is one flawed argument in what you just said, Audrey. You spoke under the assumption that everybody gets a pension. That's not true. That's not true. So, for example, uh, in higher education, in, in the private schools, and, uh, you know, so my wife, I, I'll leave her job out and all that stuff. She doesn't get a pension. She, it, it, You get a 401K, and that's it. And if you didn't put money into that 401K, shame on you and good luck. And so... And so everybody, everybody doesn't get a magical uh, pension, Audrey. That that's just what what I wanted to put on the table. I I hear you for for what for what you may have did for a living. You, it sounds like you got one, but everybody's not. Everybody's not. Everybody's not in that position. And Audrey, uh, I'm again, not judging. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. And and also, Audrey. Uh, the reason why I'm taking these calls and the reason why this topic has dominated the others tonight, including over the good news about uh, po- pro- former President Trump, is that the the reason why I went into journalism was to fight for those that don't have a voice. And, and what I'm hearing right now, I see almost every call from all over the country on our screen right now are people wanting to talk about the uh, the food stamp situation. Audrey, as always, I appreciate your call, and you have a uh, a beautiful, beautiful morning. Um, I, I'm going to stay on this topic. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Rob in White Plains. Good morning, Rob. What's on your mind? Dear Dominic, uh, you don't have to explain yourself. Anyone who listens to your show consistently, and you know they do, knows you're a man of compassion, that you're an intelligent man, and why you went to J school. Believe me, I went to law school. I'm going to tell you my story. But you tell your listeners, I know they're listening, that if they want to see epidemic pictures from 1918 and 1919 or the depression of 1920s into the 30s, just follow a food truck. That's going to Yonkers and Mount Vernon and look at the lines and the faces and the wardrobes that those people are wearing to shield themselves from the cold. Now, I'm going to tell you my experience. Uh, Jennifer from Boston is right. Massachusetts is giving $16 and 13 and uh, $23 is correct for New York. And I'll tell you why. These people on the street are desperate. They're getting $23 because they don't have a kitchen because they don't pay for cooked food unless you have a place to cook it. You don't have a kitchen. You eat at the curb. You live at the curb. You freeze at the curb. Your your, your skin becomes infected. You can't get a shave. Your hair isn't cut. Your, your clothes stink. Nobody lets you in the store, and nobody lets you in a restaurant. Nobody lets you in from the cold. You go to a shelter, you get robbed, you get beaten, your clothes get ripped off, and sometimes figuratively, and sometimes they get ripped off, okay? I'm going to tell you my experience. I went to law school, okay? I got a divorce. I entered a homeless, okay? Some friends, cops, bought me a car. They actually gave me a used police car. Okay, I don't steal handbags. I don't knife people in the back. I don't do any of that. But I can understand why they do. If you're freezing in the cold, if your hands are so cold, they have to cut digits off of your, your fingers off. If your belly is bloated. If you have no one to talk to who understands. And you're living at the curb and the temperature goes down, or it goes up too high, you're suffering a special kind of suffering that people with a home cannot understand. Yes, yes, that $23 is accurate. I went from $272 to $23. COVID saved my life for two years. Bye. Hmm. Rob, I, I hear you, and I thank you for the call uh, let me go to Loretta in New Rochelle. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. 
Um, I just wanted to say, I know a lot of people are calling from the New York area about, you know, they're really struggling, but um, I have a sister-in-law in in Florida, and she's really struggling, too. Um, She's had lots of health problems, cancer, she has a colostomy, she has Parkinson's disease, she lost her husband at a very young age to pancreatic cancer, so a lot of her, um, why she's struggling financially is due to health problems and her husband dying at at a very young age. Um, But um, she, I just can't wrap my mind around this. Her Social Security is, um, she gets $900 a month, but her rent in a tiny, dinky, small apartment is $1,200 a month. So right there, she's $300, you know, you know, in the red. In the red. Um, now we we do help her, and her kids help her, but um, she um, she has called me the other the other day to say that she was worried because her food stamps were going to drastically be cut too. So I guess it's just not in the New York area. I don't know how much hers are going to be cut, but um, you know, I, I just. I just don't know what's going to happen. And she's tried to get, like, some kind of government housing or senior housing, but it's weightless, weightless, weightless. Meanwhile, the migrants are are being put up in hotels. And I'll I'll tell you something, Dominic. The sister-in-law I'm talking about, is she's she's more on the liberal side. And for years, every time when we brought up the subject of illegal immigrants, she was all very sympathetic. Oh, they, you know. They're, they're they're being killed in their own countries, and we have to let them in, and we have to do what we can do, and, um, you know, like big sob stories, you know, and I would always say, well, I'm all for immigration, too, but you have to come here legally, but yes. she, we disagree on that. So now, Loretta, now, wait, wait, she's Loretta, changing I, her, I, now she's changing her tune. Okay, well, I hope she does change her tune. And Loretta, I, I'm not, I'm not being. Uh, I, it's just I'm very short on time, so I have to step in right now. Uh, I will be back again at 4 p.m. Uh, today, and I would love to continue these conversations, folks. I'll be here live uh, in studio with us, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, Frank. Hello, Dominic. What do you have coming up, my friend? An action-packed show. Uh, Our friend Obi Murray is uh, going to be joining me in studio for the next four hours. And uh, you never know uh, what Obi's going to say. He's an expert (laughs) when it comes to politics, but he's also an expert in a wide variety of things. Uh, Congressman Jeff Van Drew will join me, and we'll do our weekly chat with Brian Kilmeade as well. A lot to get to. Well, I look forward to it, but please just don't keep me up all night. No promises, my friend. No promises. (laughs) I look forward to listening to you and O.B. Murray. O.B., one of the best people in the business. Folks, this show was an eye-opening experience for me. I am so sorry for what many of you are going through throughout the country. I will continue to highlight this problem. Later on today at 4 p.m., stay with us, Talk Radio 777 WABC.